2: I
1: am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. You are listening to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national Native news and events.
3: This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
1: Hey, we're here with Robert Lilligran, and I saw a nice shirt, Robert. By the way, hey, ho! And yeah, uh, thanks.
3: I thought I'd wear it since it's Pride Month.
1: That's right. Every month's Pride Month. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, hey, here, here, here. That's that's nice, nice shirt. Hey, uh what a day i know you and i have talked we were at the four sisters uh market which was very successful a lot of people and it's it's crazy robert i see different people show up uh different times and uh that's very cool
3: yeah very cool it's a great crowd today we uh some of the folks, the early folks that you see there are waiting in line for Bob Rice at Pow Wow Grounds to bring his fresh fry bread in yeah they all they know exactly when it's going to come in, so they're all <laughs> standing around waiting in line and uh and then today we had just such a good day with uh food demonstration. there was a great crowd for that, a young mm-hmm. native chef, Derek Nicholas. Who works for Division of Indian works here in the city of Minneapolis? Does a food demo so people can learn how to cook with the produce that we're selling in the in the market or that the vendors are selling, and uh, and then he has lots of cultural teachings and stuff. It's it's mm-hmm. really cool to see this young man come on. He's done um, demonstrations there last year as well, but this year he just he really has it tight, and his delivery is mm-hmm. great, and his cultural teachings are great. And then there was a lot of media around you know, and yeah. sure we're going to get to talking about ICWA, but there was news media coming to get a reaction from people in the community on the Iqua ruling. And mm-hmm. we had a Hennepin County. That's the county we're in a film crew that was down there. That's doing a, a piece on our four sisters, farmers market and Four sisters farm. It was just, just a happening place.
1: Yeah. I love it. And uh, I, I, I just love stopping in there for a couple hours and hanging out and uh what is interesting. I don't know, Robert, I know you were there listening to the I I I, I wanna look this up, but do you remember what he talked about? Uh the water and talking to the water?
3: Yeah, Did you that was really interesting. I'm gonna do some follow up too, Robert. It was uh this young man we're talking about water and the importance of water, of course, and water is life, but then the young chef, Derek, um talked about some Japanese researcher mm-hmm. that did some kind of research where he'd take some water and speak positively and reverently, reverently and lovingly to it. And then he'd take some water and speak harshly and hatefully to it and then <laughs> freeze them, and they had very different properties. Yeah. The water that was loved was crystal and beautiful, and the water that was hated wasn't. Yeah. yeah
1: and i I've heard that, and uh oh, Wendy okay. will be talking later today about uh how our our animals and our 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 relatives like our dogs can sense good and bad people, and that's sure. almost sure. in the same line you know the water In that
3: yeah. line right, right, and then you know the young chef uh, Derek was pointing out that our bodies are mostly water, right, yep. and so kind of what we say to ourselves, what we say to our bodies. The impacts that might have, and that was really interesting.
1: And he said seventy percent of the Earth is water too. And he said seventy percent right. of us is water, and it's all connected. And I was just yeah. like, wow.
3: Yeah, yeah, that was beautiful. And yeah, I was sitting uh, next to a community elder Linda Eagle Speaker here, and it was just you know, I bet she thinks that's pretty cool to hear someone as young as this mm-hmm. chef telling these these lessons. Yeah, that was that was really meaningful and the food was delicious I don't know if you got a chance to taste it
1: well I went up and tried um uh what is it the the top of uh darn it what plant is that for uh butterflies uh help me he was, yeah yeah she was handing out uh samples of that and I asked them because I remember when my family was poor and they would talk about this is that they'd go by the freeway and pick milkweed so oh. we could make soup and sure. And, you know, you can make, put soup, anything into soup. So that's what, but it was just Whoa, like, that's... yeah, milkweed, wow.
3: Yeah, we did a fair amount of foraging when I was a kid, but not that. We didn't do yeah. milkweed.
1: Well, well okay. hey, let's jump into today's celebration because this is, you know, this was, I was uh, interviewed by WCCO about ICWA, and it was interesting the question they asked me, and I think they asked the next person, too. Uh, and And it was about uh does this affect anybody that you know and my answer my answer was it affects the next seven generations you know right. that's right. what we're really and uh so it was really interesting because again, you know our white allies maybe don't know exactly what and that's why we talk about it here a lot on this progressive radio station all across turtle island is it's affecting us and our sovereignty, and but what what an exciting day.
3: It's a huge day, just huge, and uh, I was uh, in a meeting. I mean, it might have been a Zoom meeting even when the news flashed across, you know, the ruling came out, and I just, like, interrupted the meeting and everything, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, it or you know. Yeah. I was just amazed, and and just, you saw it on Social media certainly at the market, just a real, a real sense of celebration, and and you know you were interviewed at the market today by our, one of our local TV stations, as you said, WCCO TV. It's a CBS affiliate here the most watched station in the state or something like that. So it's a big deal. But I will tell you this, Robert, Hmm. uh, the, you know, they reached out to our organization, NACD, Native American Community Development Institute. You know, we get a lot of media kind of, you know, we're kind of high profile, right? So media will reach out to us and then we'll kind of direct them to, to others. But they really wanted to come down to the market and get the response from people in the community and, and we just made it really clear to them, you know, these can be triggering issues. These yeah. have impacted our families, you know, and that you can't just run up and shove a microphone in someone's face and start yeah. asking them questions. And they were very respectful yeah. and they came and they kind of stood aside and then we helped, you know, recruit people for them to talk to. And mm-hmm. I was, I was pretty impressed with the way that they, they behaved.
1: Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And, uh, uh, it's a union shop, and I always appreciate that. Uh, WCCO has always been a union shop, and I've uh, had friends over the years work there. And as you might, uh, your father worked for uh, uh, CBS, or not CBS, yeah. but WCCO when it was owned by a local, uh, yeah, and the radio but, and but the,
3: the yeah, and it was the CBS affiliate then, yeah, a good union exactly. shop. I grew up in a good union household. Yeah, 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 definitely. The whole ICWA ruling and just, you know, I've just been finally reading. I had kind of a busy day, and so Mm -hmm. just been kind of reading about the ruling and the majority and minority positions and and the arguments and things. And I have a hunch that this is going to be a stepping off point for a much broader conversation about sovereignty and tribal rights than I feel like we've had in, in a while.
1: Well, it's a reaffirmation, and I think that's what's really exciting for, for me to hear. I think uh, the news that was just on before our show, it was uh, a number one news uh, uh, part, but it was also a matter-of-factly uh, put out there that this was not – this almost like this is what should be the way, and uh, I, I appreciate that because it's not sensationalized if they're uh, – you know, following the treaties and the laws that they've made.
3: Right. There's a, a different ruling could have undone oh. centuries of Indian law, right. And pol- you know, policies, the ones that actually protect us yep. to a degree. So this was a huge, huge ruling.
1: We'll talk a little bit about that, uh, a little more about that. And uh, it was a seven to two uh, vote and we'll talk a little bit more and then get, get, uh, talking about the Avenue and what you're doing and, uh, just a day of celebration and, It's great to have you on, Robert Lilligren. All right, we'll be right back after this short message, please. This is Native Roots Radio.
4: Stay with us.
0: On Saturday, June 17th, Metro Transit is making changes to transit service within your community. As they do each quarter, they review and analyze their resources and ridership trends. These service adjustments to routes continue Metro Transit's ongoing work to best serve customers throughout their system with their given resources. A summary of the upcoming service changes and a preview of the updated schedules are available now at metrotransit.org. That's metrotransit.org
1: unwanted sexting or photos, inappropriate jokes, even tickling or wrestling can feel like a violation, catcalling, cornering, or groping, getting them drunk or high for sex, recording sexual acts without permission, hurting someone because of their sexual orientation, ripping a family member, a child, a date, a friend, a stranger, purchasing a human being for sex. You make the choice every single time. Sexual violence is many things. Make a choice. Do not do
4: it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
0: When it comes to houses,
1: disassembly is our game, deconstruction is our fame. There are some
0: bucks for your project. Better Futures Minnesota is your contact.
2: Instead of demolishing your home, let us take it apart by hand and we can find the building materials a new home. Limited funds are allotted in 2023 for Hennepin County residents and public entities to make deconstruction even more affordable. Check out BetterFuturesMinnesota.com. That's BetterFuturesMinnesota.com.
1: back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
3: This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Development Institute in
1: Minneapolis. We just so happen to have the president and CEO of the Native American Community Development Institute on today. And uh, we're talking a little Iqua and a little for uh, Grandmother's uh, uh you know, flea market and, uh, thing. And, uh, I'm just really overwhelmed, Robert. I'm mumbly, I'm stumbly mumbly right now. It's, What'd uh, you it's say? Ra-
2: it? Grandmother's? <laughs> grandmother's market, digger? Four <laughs> sisters?
3: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was kind of wondering where you're going there, Robert, but a lot of people were really moved today, moved to tears. Yeah. When the ICWA ruling came down, it's a, it's a big deal.
1: Yeah. And what
3: an example of our communities and our nations coming together, organizing, you know, the activism, the advocacy, the outreach, the letters. I can't remember, I read how many tribes, it was pretty much all of them, you know, uh, submitted um, friend of the court Mm -hmm. uh, letters. I mean, it was amazing. It was an amazing mobilization.
1: You know, and Robert, I just got to say this, too. I was worried, and especially after the last Supreme Court decisions that have been happening this last year and a half, um, I was really, really worried, and that's why I'm uh, so happy today.
3: Right, and even during the arguments, I mean, the vote was so lopsided. It's so encouraging, yeah. you know, 7 to 2 in our favor. And when mm-hmm. arguments, oral arguments were made, what, last November, I think it was, Many of the justices seemed very skeptical. Those who ended up voting in our favor, Kavanaugh being one of them, was very, seemed very skeptical. It almost, it seemed like for sure he was going to vote the, the other way. And then that Justice Amy Coney Barrett wrote the majority position. Yeah. She voted on the right side and then wrote the majority position for me. Yeah. And maybe this is my own limitations of that was kind of surprising.
1: Well, I, I read that and almost <laughs> cried. Uh, it's almost beautiful. It's almost, that's what should be read instead of a uh, land acknowledgement. That was uh, pretty crazy how that beautifully that was written.
3: Good point. That's a really good point. And uh, in that uh, it just affirms native sovereignty, right? And a, yeah. a different outcome would have destroyed it or at least been the first kind of pin or another pin that falls before others do so. So yeah, good day.
1: Yeah, they must have did good their reading because this. they must have did their uh, reading because I was out there too and I wasn't inside the court, but they had the live audio outside the Supreme Court, and it seemed to me that a lot of the judges did not know the law, so they possibly read up on this and voted it in a correct way because I I I was felt feeling pretty kind of low when I heard their sure. questions.
3: Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. And it's been discussed before how, how little many judges, including Supreme Court justices, know about Indian law. And so this, I think you're exactly right. This is a, a step forward uh, with the Supreme Court, and I would say by association, all lower courts in the understanding of uh, Indian law and native sovereignty. And that's, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll keep benefiting us uh, for a while.
1: It was interesting for me and what was reported, so I'm not making this up, that a lot of the oil companies uh, were backing this up with their lawyers and paying for the lawyers to go to the Supreme Court. So when we're getting attacked on sovereignty, you know, water is life and all those things where there's pipelines going through your backyard and just disrespect for – the mother mother earth uh that was really concerning to hear
3: that right so what you're saying is they were paying for the plaintiffs right they were supporting the case
1: right uh, yeah Yeah. so
3: they were trying to attack sovereignty right no uh for sure and then uh uh, what's the attitude or what's the word the kind of um cavalier attitude Mm -hmm. toward toward the 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 opposition on, on what it means to be Native, you know, and like, uh, right. the, you know, the, of course the underpinnings of the plaintiff's argument was that this was a race-based decision. And so the decision handed down today acknowledges this isn't about race, this is about right. political status and identity.
1: And that's something I'd like you to explain just a little bit better to our audience because that gets lost a lot of, in, in a lot of not only arguments, but just knowledge out there the difference between um, those two and how important it is that we are who we are.
3: Right. Well, it is fundamental, right, to who we are. And I'm probably not the best person to explain the nuances here, but I remember, in, you know, as I was on my journey, you know, I would have elders or other Native people, activists, you know, kind of come down hard if you talked about uh, Native people in a, in a racial framework they mm-hmm. would say, "This isn't race. We are a sovereign people. This is this is a political identity, right. not a racial one." And and I guess in my youth, I didn't quite get why that was so important or nuanced. Now I understand it better, I think. And right, and we have a special status, right? We have a special right. status here as the victims of colonization, as the victims of land theft, culture theft, language theft, forced assimilation. We we are sovereign people it's right. not just an issue of race and and you could see that coming through justices were understanding that you could see yeah. that in the in what they said in in their what they've said since the ruling was handed down
1: well that's exciting too and it and it's it, and it's a respect for as if we were Fran- or you know P- or france or any other so- sovereign nation across the world, and that's that 's the key you know it 's not you 're a French race or or right. whatever
3: right right one of the uh, arguments made for the plaintiffs was that um, you know there are issues of uh, native children being adopted out of the native cultures uh, and you know and the, the sentence was something like even if they've never stepped foot on, the, on reservation land, <laughs> as if somehow that mattered, that was the point, you know. I, huh. uh, I don't know, if I had never stepped foot on white earth, you know, can I still be considered a sovereign, Earth citizen, kind of, is what they're asking. Jeez. Well, of course I can.
1: Well, especially that this land was all ours before, uh, <laughs> before <laughs> colonization. That's, That's just
3: like, exact- what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this is a huge day, and I'm guessing we'll see reverberations and repercussions, positive ones, uh through through the judicial system based on this today. And through our culture. Through our culture. You know, the presidents weighed in, breathing a sigh of relief. You know, so
1: Yeah. You know, well and what's interesting too, uh, is with uh I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but the, the Minnesota law to to preserve uh ICWA, I know it isn't got ICWA in there, but uh, I wanted to call it Mikwa, but it's not Mikwa. It's called something else. That uh, Arnold, or uh, what's his name, who was with Ikwa, who's uh, was part of the suing of Ikwa, and was in the documentary oh, yeah. Blood hey, Memory. Right. He's Blood uh, memory. Like, was all like mess, mad about the way the Minnesota law went. So hey, hey, right. hey, <laughs> we got. So this
3: is uh- a native lawyer, right, that you're talking about. Right. He was anti Yeah. Know, so.
1: Leonard, um, guess, or what was his name?
3: Hold on, I'm trying to find it right now, really quickly. Let's see if I'm evil. God. But. Mark uh, Leonard,
1: Mark Leonard, or something like that.
3: Yeah. So, but I mean, to your point, the big deal thing was that our, our state legislature here in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. um, or in Minnesota, rather, in St. Paul, actually, but in Minnesota, Passed statutory protections uh, reinforcing the ICWA protections in expectation that ICWA would be overturned. Yeah. So it's just an example of how, first off, representation matters, right? We have enough right. people in in our legislature and in our state house to, to do that, but also uh, how great it is to live in Minnesota politically right now. With our tri- our Democratic trifecta at the state capitol, they were able to do that. So had IKWA right. been overturned, right. Minnesotans would have still enjoyed the protections.
1: Well, I was uh, MC of the Wisconsin Democratic Convention this last uh, weekend. Oh,
3: yeah. How did that go?
1: Well, I pronounced every name right. You'll be proud of me.
3: Wow, and there were some Russia.
1: Polish names in there that uh, were a little tricky. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, But Minnesota was talked about a lot, I guess is my point. And uh, Amy Klobuchar was the speaker, the guest surprise speaker at the end. And, but, you know, there's talk about how great things are happening here. So, all across, you know, not only Obama mentioning this uh, a a little while ago, a few days ago, but uh, everybody that's a Democrat is seeing the great things that are happening here in Minnesota.
3: Right. And we're in to their credit, the legislature, Governor Waltz, our native lieutenant governor, Peggy Flanagan, are getting some good bounce yeah. nationally. People can see, you know, this this is what happens when you have unified democratic government government and and, you know, Minnesota in you know, a sort of a swing state. Uh, but really, uh, I think we're going to play a prominent place in the narrative in the 2024 elections. Because I think people are getting very tired of what, what's happening in D.C. And I think a lot of voters are going to say, oh, whoa, we could be like Minnesota. We could, yeah. you know, we could pass good laws if we elected the right people.
1: And we can be like Minnesota Natives and, uh, and vote and make voting a tradition.
3: Yeah, that, that one of our signature projects at NACD, make voting a tradition.
1: Right on. Hey, Robert, thanks for uh see uh, had the great discussion today at the uh, Four Sisters Market and a great show tonight, uh, as always. Thank you so much for being on. You know,
3: thanks for having me. Nice to see you, Haley. Nice to see you, Robert. Right on. Good to see All you.
1: Alright, hey, you're listening to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake. Up next, Wendy. ho
2: Stay with us. Life is a journey, and the Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas will help you get where you want to go. Located in downtown Minneapolis, this affordable two-year college provides free textbooks, a laptop, meals, career coaches, and a Metro Transit pass, making DFC the perfect pathway to a bachelor's degree. Turn your dreams into reality at Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas. Apply today at dfc.stthomas.edu. I'm Patty Vasquez, and I'm thrilled to be the newest addition to AM950's lineup, weeknights at 11 p.m. As a talk show host, comedian, actor, and writer, I'll bring you laughter and insight. Join me as we tackle important issues and empower you to make a difference at the local level. From highlighting talented artists to showcasing inspiring activists— We'll celebrate their work and ignite positive change together. So join me, Patty Vasquez, weeknights at 11 p.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota.
1: Hey, this is Robert Pilot. I taught in St. Paul Public Schools for over 25 years, and I want you to join the team and make a difference in our children's future. Right now, St. Paul Public Schools is offering hiring and retention bonuses up to $10,000 for a variety of teaching and classroom support positions for the next school year. Grow in a supportive and fulfilling public school setting. Limited bonuses are available, so don't delay. Apply at spps.org careers. When it comes to mental health, connections with others can be a way forward. How do you reach out when you need someone? What do you do to support those who struggle? Whether you're struggling or know someone who struggles, see connections as comfort, hope, and joy. Like sending a text, sharing a moment, offering a hug, seeing an old friend, seeing your grandma. Together we can find ways to create a path forward. Visit cmentalhealth.org.
0: Visit cmentalhealth.org. On Saturday, June 17th, Metro Transit is making changes to transit service within your community. As they do each quarter, they review and analyze their resources and ridership trends. These service adjustments to routes continue Metro Transit's ongoing work to best serve customers throughout their system with their given resources. A summary of the upcoming service changes and a preview of the updated schedules are available now at metrotransit.org. That's metrotransit.org. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Partly cloudy with smoky conditions overnight with a low of 53, then sunshine with smoky conditions on Friday with a high of 81. 30 Bales celebrates the best of what Midwestern cuisine has to offer. Located in Hopkins at the corner of Main Street and 11th Avenue with plenty of free parking. Visit their website at 30bales.com.
2: Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio.
1: And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, welcome back to Native It's Radio Presents. I'm awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot.
4: This portion of the show is brought to you by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How- How-
1: hey, we're doing uh, two segments here with Wendy, uh, my awesome and beautiful wife. Wendy's been an animal advocate for many years, and she discusses our native, sacred native animals here all across Turtle Island and Welcome Wendy as always.
4: Yes, thank you. Hi everybody. My name is Hanaji Hihani, that means cares for them. I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a Humane Policy Volunteer Leader for the Humane Society of the United States and I work on animal issues at the local and state level and it's always my pleasure to do that. Uh, today I want to talk to you about something I've been seeing a lot on the internet and on Facebook. So there's an ingredient, it's a sweetener, and it's out there, it's called xylitol, it's spelled X-Y-L-I-T-O-L, and uh, it's very dangerous if your dog gets into it. It can cause liver damage and death, Um, but here's the thing, Um, it's also, it's very commonly found in some peanut butters, And I know a lot of people like to give their dogs peanut butter. So check that label and make sure it does not have any xylitol. It's also found in chewing gum. A lot of chewing gum have this ingredient and also ice cream. Um, the, also the other thing that we found out is that Benadryl gel caps, the Benadryl gel caps. Now wow. a lot of people give Benadryl to their dogs to like calm them down or if they get a bee sting, right? Or they have itchy skin. So dogs do take Benadryl, uh, but the gel caps have xylitol in them, right? And that also can be, um, uh, really dangerous, but the regular pink tablets of the Benadryl are very safe. You can give that no problem. So this ingredient, xylitol, is a sweetener uh, that it's found in a wide variety of products, but here's the tricky thing. It goes by other names, other names that sound like natural ingredients, including wood sugar. So if you see wood sugar, birch sugar, and birch bark extract birch bark extract. So if you see those other names, it's also xylitol. I think that is so tricky because it gives the product, to me, my personal opinion, like a more organic, safe type of a less chemical name, right? So xylitol, it also goes by wood sugar, birch sugar, and birch bark extract, Uh, So keep an eye out for that. Do not give any of the ingredients, uh, any foods or ice cream or peanut butters or anything else that have those ingredients in it. So since I'm really talking about this, I know we've talked about this before, but um, I think it's important to know. And since we're on the subject of um, not trying to poison your dog, let's talk about other foods uh, that you should not give your dog. Um, So onions and garlic. You should not give your dogs uh, onions or garlic,
1: or your or your wife. No garlic.
4: <laughs> yeah, right. Because the breath, right? <laughs> or you could have some in de- self defense, right? You could have yeah. some, yeah. So onions and garlic in 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 something in a very small um, ingredient. If you're just using it very small and in, in, in ingredient, it is safe. Uh, but ingestion of large quantities uh, can result in damage to red blood cells, as well as gastrointestinal distress. So signs of in, in, ingestion include panting, loose stools, high heart rate, and blood in the urine. So store onions and garlic out of the reach of the pets, uh, out of reach of your dog to prevent uh, this toxic dose. Um, houseplants. We have to really be ha- careful with house plants, especially with our dogs and cats too. So there are nearly 400 common household plants that are poisonous when chewed by dogs. I know one uh, for cats is lilies. Um, you should never have lilies around. They say even smelling uh, the pollen from a lily can be really dangerous for your cat. Um, daisies, uh, lantana, and periwinkle are among those that can cause vomiting, liver failure, and death. Uh, So be really careful about that. And you could look up a whole list. You could just Google that and look at houseplants that are dangerous for your dogs and cats. So you want to be careful. Uh, Chocolate, that's another one, right? Chocolate's a bad one. The most common source. Yeah, this is the most common source of poisoning among dogs. Chocolate, Chocolate can be dangerous in low quantities depending on the level of the stimulant um, methexalamine. So you want to be careful with that. Baking chocolate and cocoa containing the highest levels fo- followed by dark milk and white chocolate. So, yeah, I just want to see. I wasn't pronouncing that right. <clears throat> Methyl uh, Methyl Exthaline Close enough. Yeah. So just be careful of that. Yeah. So uh, ingestion can lead to pancreatitis in dogs, a condition which can lead to uh, the pancreas becoming inflamed and leads to such symptoms as diarrhea, panting, seizures, excessive thirst, and urination. Caffeine, that's a really bad one. Like chocolate, caffeine also has the same ingredient. So coffee, tea, soda, all contain that. So we want to be really careful of that. Grapes and raisins. I see sometimes people giving their dogs grapes. Um, grapes and their dehydrated form, raisins, can lead to renal, which is kidney failure, if consumed by dogs. Uh, so we want you to be really careful and do not give your dogs any grapes or raisins. Um, dairy products. Dogs are lactose intolerant. Wow. Yeah. So meaning they do not process the enzymes necessary to break down the sugar in dairy products known as lactose. This undigested sugar can cause digestion uh, issues, including diarrhea. So it is advised to avoid feeding milk, cheese or ice cream to your dog. So you want to be careful about that. So this is kind of funny. They mention macadamia nuts. Oh. Uh, yeah, a common ingredient in sweets such as cookies, macadamia nuts are highly poisonous to dogs, resulting in weakness, hy- hyperthermia, and vomiting when ingested. So, no um, macadamia nuts. You know what? I have an allergic reaction to macadamia nuts. When I eat them, I get like a, a rash and itchiness in my mouth and tongue. Yeah. 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 Chicken bones. So, oh, yeah, yeah raw, uh, both raw and cooked chicken bones are not easily digested and can cause blockages or punctures in the digestive tracts of dogs. In addition to these obvious dangers, raw raw bones and meat carry harmful bacteria such as salmonella and E. coli, which can cause dogs to uh, fall ill. So mm. don't give your dog any chicken bones. Right? Yeah, exactly. Avocados. I was just going to have an avocado. Yeah. So avocado pits contain a naturally occurring fungicide called person, which is mildly toxic to some breeds. This substance can enter the flesh of the skin of the fruit and is uh, it's consumption consumption by dogs can result in diarrhea, vomiting if consumed in large quantities. Um, so be careful of that. Wow, peach and plum pits also.
1: Any so kind of pit, it yeah, seems like, I, has that arsenic yeah, in it. Or I would what is be it called? really
4: careful with pits. Peach and plum pits. Um, they're also very. Um, they contain deadly poison called cyanide. We also we all heard about that.
2: Mm-hmm. So
4: yeah, that's um, oh, from here, Breaking Bad. Number eleven is the xylitol, which we just mentioned, right? So you want to be careful of the xylitol products. Uh, Raw eggs. This is funny because I see a lot of people putting raw eggs uh, and giving raw eggs to their dogs. But it says here that the harmful bacteria, salmonella, in raw eggs, it's not advised for consumption by dogs. So we don't really want to do that um, also. Mm. Um, There's also an enzyme called avidin that interferes with vitamin vitamin B metabolism from the egg, which can lead to a problematic skin and hair conditions among others. Yeah. So don't give your dog um, also raw fish, no raw fish. Mm -hmm. So let's stay away from the raw stuff. Um, Cooked fish. However, they say is a good source of protein, but um, several species of uh, fish are inhabited by parasites that can cause fatal conditions in dogs. Wow! So, I mean, I know like a wow. lot of people like with sushi, you know, raw fish. Like, yeah. if you're pregnant, you're not supposed to have any of that because Oof. of the parasites
1: and the iron, maybe too, or no, pretty no, much. in parasites. the fish, yeah, oh. the parasites
4: in the fish, the uncooked fish. Well, I don't eat fish, whether it's cooked or not. Wow. And then human medication, you want to be really careful not to let your dog have any known medication or pills that is uh, not prescribed for them. I know one of the most dangerous drugs for a dog uh, over the counter, which we take all the time is um, con- very commonly ibuprofen, which is Motrin or Advil. Mm-hmm. So that one is really, um, really, uh, you know, dangerous to the dogs. Um also we want to really really be careful of household cleaners and that goes without saying it's harmful to humans and to dogs so we want to keep all those um household cleaners away um we also we always hear every year too, um dogs having eating uh, drinking antifreeze right yeah
1: because it's sweet tasting or, or
4: something yeah i don't know um so they really do that so we just want to be uh, careful keep in mind what we're giving our little furry friends here dogs and cats uh and be careful of the house plants and the foods yeah that antifreeze to bring safe. that
1: up again because people leave that sometimes in their garage and the dog gets in the garage or they'll
4: spill a little while they're putting it in their in the radiator and then it's the what the radiator and then it (laughs) spills on the ground and then the dog licks it up. That one's a very common one. We hear about dogs going into the hospital and having their stomach pumped and having, you know, really bad time with antifreeze. So, yep. Keep your pets free. That's it. Wanda, no grapes for you.
1: Right on. Hey, up next, Wendy Pilot. Again, we're going to talk some more animal segments here. We're excited. We'll be right back after this short message. Stay
2: Your Blue Line extension project wants to hear from you. We are working on extending the Blue Line light rail into North Minneapolis, Robbinsdale, Crystal, and Brooklyn Park and connecting it to our growing transit system. Tell us about your neighborhood, your business, your family, and what you need from your Blue Line. Learn more and share more of your story at yourblueline.org. That's yourblueline.org.
1: When it comes to mental health, making connections with others can be a way forward. How do you reach out when you need someone? What do you do to support those who struggle? Connections can bring comfort, hope, and joy. Find ways that work for yourself and others like sending a text, sharing a moment, offering a hug, seeing an old friend, creating space to listen. Visit cmentalhealth.org. That's cmentalhealth.org. cmentalhealth.org.
2: You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen.
1: Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert
4: pilot this portion of the show is brought to you by howling for wolves protecting wolves for future generations
1: there's that wolf hey welcome back Wendy thank you so much for doing a couple segments here I really appreciate it and I know um our listening audience appreciates it too because you bring us information that I've never heard anywhere else. Really,
4: yeah. Well, in the last segment, I was talking about uh, poisonous uh, poisonous foods and plants for dogs, and uh, the one word I just wanted to talk to you about that I was mispronouncing <laughs> was methyl z- xanthines. What methyl xanthines? Okay. And these are uh, a common source of poison. That if you give to your dogs, they could die. So it is in chocolate, mostly baking chocolate, cocoa, and cocoa have the highest uh, levels of methyl xanthines. Also, caffeinated coffee, caffeinated tea, or even caffeinated sodas. So you want to stay away from all that from uh, giving that to your dog because that ingredient in that those uh, things could be dangerous.
1: It's crazy. When we were kids, we <clears throat> fed our dogs everything. <laughs> Right. And they
4: all lived, right? I know. Lived longer. I know. When I was a kid, like we never took our dogs to the vet or our cat to the vet. We got a cat. We were lucky even if we got it spayed or neutered, right? And it never went to the vet. And they la- they lived forever. I remember I had a cat, um a great Snoopy. Snoopy. <laughs> I had a cat named Snoopy. Isn't that oh, funny? Boy. But anyway, we had a cat named Snoopy and we got this cat. He like showed up at our house one day and that was it i think we got him neutered we might not have i mean i was a little kid this was like in the late 60s nobody
1: got their cats neutered back then.
4: i don't think we did, no did. and he was an outdoor cat you know he went in and out of the house and uh he lived till he was a ripe old i don't know He was like 20 years old again wow. <laughs> you know what i mean I it was know. crazy so that was that's it's different now you know we have a uh overpopulation of cats and dogs and we need to do that it's really important like bob Bob barker would always say barker's
1: still alive by the way and he's native american did you know that
4: i know we were watching (laughs) that um the price is right uh like a documentary (laughs) right right?
1: (laughs) Uh, let's not get into that hole but that was an awesome documentary i just got to say that
4: Uh uh-huh uh-huh. Well, uh, speaking of documentaries, <laughs> it was not a documentary, but what I watched uh, not too long ago on Netflix, uh, it was a uh, movie, uh made-up movie about Ted Bundy, the serial killer.
1: Was he vegan? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Very funny.
4: <laughs> so it's called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile, um, and it's on Netflix. And it was really about... Um, It was, of course, about Ted Bundy and what he did, but really what it was about was about Liz, um, the single mom who fell in love with him and was his girlfriend for years and years and years. And uh, that their story, like and how she never wanted to believe any of these stories, uh, you know, when he was you know, found out about doing all these horrible murders. She just didn't want to believe it. But what happened was they lived together. I'm not sure whether they got married or not, but anyway, they lived together and she wanted to get a dog and they went down to the pound They went to the pound and they were looking at this one dog that she really wanted. And they bent down to look at the dog. And I don't know if this is in real true life or they just made it for the movie, but the dog started really growling and went down on the ground when Ted Bundy was looking at the dog.
1: Well, they say that uh, the the victims that survived it, that his eyes were black and evil. Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah. It's really something. But I have this article here. It's from the animal rescue site um by greater good news and science confirms that dogs can recognize a bad person and i think we've talked about this before in the show um sometimes we get a sense about somebody right that we feel that they might be bad news um that doesn't mean we're right But oddly enough, the same isn't true for dogs. When they sense that a person um, may be somebody to avoid, science says that their instincts are spot on, right? We all know that dogs have an incredible sense of smell. That's why they're sometimes used as they sniff out drugs or bombs or to protect our first responders. Responders, But a dog can actually recognize factors that make up a person's personality, according to a study published in the Journal of um, Neuroscience and Biobehavioral Reviews. Specifically, they can sense when a person is being mean to another person. Whoa. Yeah. To find out if dogs can sense meanness, the scientists looked at a typical reactions dogs have to different events. Quote, dogs are known to... uh, Hold on, let me read this again. Dogs are known to consistently follow human pointing gestures. Hmm. In this study, we asked whether dogs automatically do this or whether they flexibly adjust their behavior depending upon the reliability of the pointer demonstrated in an immediate preceding event. So I'm going to explain what that all means because that's really confusing, right? Right. In the study, the dogs went through a variety of different scenarios. In one of them, a volunteer was helping another person open, open a jar that was tightly sealed while the dog was present. In another variation, the volunteer was passive. In, in yet another variation, the volunteer refused to help at all. After the dog observed the behavior, the volunteer would try to give the dog a treat. The volunteer who kept, uh, the volunteer who helped open the jar and the passive volunteer were equally as likely to be successful in giving the dog a treat. However, if the volunteer was nice, the dog was much more likely to take the treat from their hand. But when the volunteer who didn't offer the help to open the jar tried to offer the dog a treat, the dog ignored them. The dog didn't trust the person who was mean, right? So the dog took the treat from the, from the people, you know, two other nice people and the person who was helping them, but the person who didn't want to help the person open the jar, he didn't want to.
1: Yeah, we've always talked about that, but this is like proof. I I think we joked about it.
4: Exactly. This shows incredible perception. The dog could get the treat free and clear, but he refused because he sensed that that person was not nice. Mm. It really says a lot about their ability to judge someone in just one interaction. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So to take, we have to take notice, uh, when we're around our dog, if, if the dog seems really judgmental about a person that we don't really know (laughs) that we really should steer clear of that person.
1: Well, and I, I just have to say this certain dogs, excuse me, because as you know, Wanda's my dog when you're in New York or not in the house, but when you're up sleeping, She's protecting you and barks at me. <laughs>
4: I know that it's really funny, and you know what, Robert? We've had a lot of people here um, in the radio studio in our house, right. and Wanda has sat on everybody's lap. Yeah, everyone, right? Yeah. And everybody's able to pet her and That's talk right. to her. And um, most of the most people, and it's funny too. Even when I'm walking with her in the neighborhood. Most of the time, she doesn't even ignore. She ignores people when we Uh walk by them, unless they have a dog with them. Then she'll bark. But generally, when we're just walking and we're passing people, she just passes by them without anything. But sometimes, she'll growl and bark. So it's like, why is she growling and barking at that one person that we were passing by, right? So keep an eye on your dogs. we We had
1: a chihuahua that didn't like children. (laughs) <laughs> Do you remember that?
4: <laughs> Chihuahuas don't like a lot of people.
1: Hey, thanks, Wendy, for uh, doing two segments here. Yeah, Always really appreciative. You're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. Please.
4: Free Leonard Peltier. Now.
1: Right on. Well, we'll be back uh, tomorrow with State Senator Mary Kunish and Wendy Uh You're listening to Native Witch Radio Presents on Wake. I just like saying that. (laughs) Go ahead, Wendy. You are going to say something. No?
4: (laughs) No, I was going to say free Leonard Peltier. Now. Now.